Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Anime Watch Club, a bi-weekly group discussion and review where the host of the What Do You Say Anime podcast nominate and vote on shows either we haven't seen or shows that hopefully lead to a great discussion. On today's episode, the cinephiles of the What Do You Say Anime podcast will be reviewing the 2002 classic anime movie Millennium Actress. Let's meet today's Satoshi Kone fanboys. Similar to Fujiwara, he too often blurs the line of what is reality and what is in his head due to his opioid addiction. We have Johnny. Johnny, how's it going? How is that just not racist? I don't know. You abuse opioids. <laughs> you Okay, clearly you haven't taken history then. I have not. You're the racist I... of the Discord, though. Yeah, it's in the Discord, Lord Johnny, yeah. so it's a fact. Yeah, it's fine. It's not racist if it's true. Next up, he has the key to all of our hearts. We have Cat. Cat, how's it going? Homie, I'm going to let you know right now. Feeling classy. Got some pork. Got some beef cutlet with me. Drinking some. Soda stream, soda. I'm chilling. I'm glad you're eating dinner during a podcast recording. Thanks, Cat. Our first moderator tonight, he is also a painter, but specializes in male new models. We have Miles. Miles, how's it going? But why male models? You tell me. Oh, no. <laughs> that doesn't work. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. Call me Pompo. I'm excited for this. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I understood that <laughs> reference. And we got Pat. I didn't get it, so don't worry. Uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, Millennium Actress. I, I, I'm just so excited. I get to see Kaguya before you guys do. So you get to see thirty of minutes of it. I get to see Kaguya before you guys do, and I don't care. I it's thirty minutes. 30 Relax. Minutes. We've I, read the manga. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, I get to see the superior version of Kaguya uh, before you do. So. There we go. Uh, yeah, no, let's talk about Millennium Actress. This is a movie uh, from 2002 done by Satoshi Kon, one of the most famous uh, anime directors of all time. Rest in peace. Uh, done also by Studio Madhouse, uh, his studio. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get into our spoiler-free uh, first impressions. The movie's a pretty short one, actually. It's only about an hour and a half, so which isn't that short, but for a movie, nowadays it is, it feels like. Yeah, so let's do our first impressions. First, uh, what we knew about it going in, maybe, and the first couple, uh, first 10, 15 minutes. Miles, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so, I mean, I knew it was a Satoshi Kon movie, um, so I knew I was going to like it. I was a little sad, because it's our last Satoshi Kon movie, and we're not going to get any more ever. Um, so, you know, that was like a bit of a bummer, but this was a good one to go out on, actually sort of a fitting one to go out on, yeah. I feel like. I had a really good time with it. Uh, I loved it from the beginning. Like all of his movies, it had a miraculous opening sequence with like sort of surreal music happening. And I don't know. I was pretty hooked on this from the beginning. I definitely recommend it. Um, it's a it's a good time. Is this really? I thought he had one other movie. Didn't he have like a war? He has a show. Ah, his paranoia okay. agent. Well, knowing us, we'll get to that eventually. Um. Yeah, it it was a very fitting movie to go out on. I agree with that, or to do last, I guess, in his uh, filmography. Our uh, Miles Cat, what about you? Hey, uh, so this show was this this movie was really really good. It was really fun to uh, to observe. I would definitely recommend it. It it really encapsulated me with like the way that the show kind of like kind of presented itself and as a person who used to act self like it was 
definitely, it definitely felt like I definitely caught on to the feeling of this show immediately. It was really fun to experience it and just almost like a visual representation of sometimes what I feel when I'm talking to other actors. Really fun. I would, again, I would definitely recommend it. This show, I was definitely hooked. Uh, yeah, that's really all I can say without spoiling anything. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate it. Of course. All right, uh, Johnny, what about you? Yeah, so it, I, it was fun for me as well. I will say it's quite unfortunate that uh, it's called a Millennium Actress, but unfortunately she was only an actress for 50 years, so that's only like, what, 5% of 1,000 years? <laughs> False kind of misleading. Yeah, like, like yeah. really misleading. Just like clickbait articles have just gotten really bad lately, so I just want to like go address that. But anyways, I mean, show's fun. <laughs> P.P. I don't need your approval. I will. Oh, I, maybe I have to explain to you why it's called Millennium Actress then. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll give me the lore later. But you know, we I had fun with this show. I think like the way it presented the story was a bit unique. These emotes are gonna get out of hand. <laughs> I, I like the way. I, usually, I don't like shows too much that are like too abstract, where it's just like you have no idea what it's going on. It's like. Maybe I did take all the opium, but this show, it wasn't that bad. It, it wasn't, like, on the level of, like, Perfect Blue. Like, the I have no idea what's re real or what's fake. But, yeah, I think this show did it in a pretty good way. So, yeah, I definitely recommend Yeah, I agree with that. The blending of, like, reality or or whatever. I, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later. Um, Miles brought it up. Like, Slumdog Millionaire is what it felt like a little bit, that mo this movie. So... Uh, and I definitely agree with that. Uh, Pete, what about you? Yep. So this was my favorite director of all time done by my favorite studio of all time. So I had insanely high expectations going in and it delivered. I thought this movie was absolutely incredible. Uh, Satoshi Kon is a master of storytelling and what he did in this movie as a love letter to cinema, a romance style story told through the eyes of this actress, I thought was just so capsulating to what it was trying to present. This movie was just an absolute blast. It felt like I, it felt like one of those things where like, it's like 40 minutes has gone by and the movie's over. It's like, what it's done. I was having so much fun watching this. It was, it was that level of enjoyment that I had to this movie. It was, it was so good. I would recommend it to almost any person just that needs to experience Satoshi Cohen. This is one of, if not his best work he's ever done. Uh, yeah, I, th I would recommend this as well. Uh, I knew going in, it would be great. And it was, I think, I think the only thing I, a caveat I, I have for it is I think it'd be hard to just turn this on without knowing who made it or knowing, uh, about anime or maybe even Japanese history to some extent. Uh, like, you know, I feel like if I showed this to my parents or someone else who isn't as is the word that's funny uh cultured you know um but someone who isn't as as cultured wouldn't understand it or wouldn't see the movie and get as much out of it as someone as people like us would you know people who follow anime follow art in general or or analyze movies the way that we do i think uh i think this movie is incredible for those of us that do do that but i think uh for a casual watcher they might just see it and be like oh that was a cool story you know like no and not not think think twice about it um but yeah i would recommend this to anyone who likes anime anyone who's ever liked the Sadoshi kone movie uh 100 recommend it 
And uh, yeah, I think that's it. So let, let's move on to spoilers. I, I don't think the plot's uh, really that imperative, you know, other than the, maybe the final 20 minutes or so where you get answers to, th- uh, to questions asked about the movie. But uh, it's also only a movie, only an hour and a half. So go watch it before you listen to us and have us spoil it for you. I don't have any uh, beginning talking points. Yeah, actually, I would like to challenge something that you said uh, at your little entrance intro thing there no. where okay um in that case i i agree with <laughs> hey, you you <laughs> yeah thanks guys all right uh let's uh talk about what shows we're nominating next week yeah uh, so <laughs> we had a pretty tight race between um so yeah i think that while you're right that you know knowing uh japanese cinema and japanese history is helpful for this i think that it's the themes that it deals with are basic enough and human enough where I don't think that's like a super prerequisite. It might be like a prerequisite to get that, like to like eke out that last percentage of enjoyment from it. But like, ultimately it's like this really human story and like people know what it's like to be in like a country during like wartime. And they know what it's like to have, you know, like a lost love or, Maybe to like try to pursue a passion or feel like you're in a rut in your life or, you know, like the things that she deals with and the things that the films portray are all very human things. And it does do it through a lens of classic Japanese cinema, right? Like you see, you know, like in a, like I, I definitely don't know all of it, but like, you know, those samurai movies and stuff I'm sure people have seen. And there are scenes that are essentially just lifted right out of like classic, you know, Japanese cinema and everything. You know, there was Godzilla at one point. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but I think that, like, even even if you, like, if you have a cursory glance of that sort of thing, which I think, I think most people do, right? Most people know, like, what a samurai is and know about World War II, you know, that you could really sort of enjoy this without, that crunchiness like i love the crunchiness but i do think that it's just at its heart a very 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 sort of relatable story about you know a woman just remembering her life at the twilight of it like i i definitely get get what you're saying uh i i just felt like i don't know when i at least really especially for the first half of the movie I, i i wouldn't i don't think saying that i was bored is fair but I was kind of sitting here wondering, hey, where are we going with this? Like, what's the, what, what, what is the direction that this movie is going in? And I think that knowing what I know about Japanese history and then also things like this in general, uh, I think that that's where it helped me, like, like stay focused or stay mm-hmm. in tune. Oh no, I was just saying, like, I feel like this is more geared towards. Uh, kind of like what you're, uh, what Miles was saying towards like an older audience because of like we didn't really live through like a Godzilla era film. We had some films, but like it wasn't like a cultural thing. It wasn't this huge phenomenon. Uh, samurai movies really aren't a thing anymore, at least in the West here. And I feel like it's gravitated more towards that style or that like those age groups. To be honest, I think someone like us is kind of it's put off a little bit because. Maybe we're not familiar with like 47 Ronin or something like that, where we have like these samurai movies or Godzilla, like some of the old school and that style. And to me, it, I, I think I think of like where I'm going with this, but like 
I, the movie I, is so nostalgia filled, right? Yeah. Like, is that what you're trying to kind of? Yeah. yeah. Cause it, it is a love letter to like Japanese cinema throughout the entire repertoire of her like resume. I kind of like what Johnny was mentioning earlier, why it's called millennium actress is because you see the range that she does as an actress at where it goes from uh 15th century samurai to in space as an astronaut. Like it spans the millennia and that's why it's called millennium actress she has her ranges throughout a millennia which i thought was really fun and a little like tip of the hat type of thing with with the story which i think a- it's also called that because of the the curse as well right the, the curse being a thousand years that you're that she's supposed to be seeking uh from from that i'm not familiar with what that is so when in one of her movies slash memories from her life right like those fused things because i guess this is important to establish we see her past and the movie she acted in like blended in as one as she's talking to uh, i guess the other two main characters who are a film crew who are interviewing her getting a rare interview she doesn't do like public appearances um and so during one of those you know she sees an old lady who tricks her into drinking a potion oh, that's right. yeah. that lets her live for a thousand years. And it's one of her first movies. And then she does that. And when does her career as an actress end at that in the space movie, right? Like it's, it, you know, it, it's sort of both of those things, right? They're tied. Together. I agree. Right. I thought that's why I, met, I brought it up too. Yeah. Like I definitely agree that it's meant to be like, Oh yeah. She's the actress who's done stuff over the course of a millennia as well. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that her range of uh, of characters that she did was really, really interesting to see, too, because like you, you go through her career and you see her growing not only as an actress, like getting like better roles, bigger roles or whatever, but also like in, in age as well. Like she. Like, it gets bigger and bigger parts and like and it is really cool that it just kind of progresses naturally too, uh with history or with the with the current times, I, I think that was really cool. Um, a lot of nods to like Kurosawa, like we were talking about with the, the samurai films. Those are uh, what inspired Westerns in, in, in our media, you know, in, in American media, the, or, or pop culture, the, a lot of Western movies are based off of the samurai movies that they were referencing in that or in millennium actress. So there's a lot of really cool, uh, cool nods to film in general. I mean, obviously the Godzilla one was a very like, overt one but there, there's a lot of scenes too that were pretty much straight ripped from old movies you know it, it was uh it was definitely a, it was it was almost tarantino like uh, to me you know like yeah well t- yeah tarantino is heavily inspired by these samurai movies right like that's tarantino loves those oh well no i mean just me in general though like you know tarantino always has these little these little references you oh, know yeah. in every yeah. single in every single scene there's there's a reference to something um but he also yeah was obviously heavily inspired by well he's talked about i believe tarantino as well has been taught has talked about kurosawa and how important he was to you know like a movie like uh django unchained and i'm pretty sure um, the hateful eight is like a samurai movie (laughs) yeah um kill bill (laughs) yeah oh yeah kill bill too she uses Mm -hmm. a katana (laughs) so yeah slices down a whole ass like a whole group of samurai as yes <laughs> it's and the hateful eight is the seven samurai which is the most famous uh samurai movie of all time so 
you know, there, there's the, it's literally the retelling of that story. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, it's it's cool stuff, really cool stuff that Tarantino and Satoshi Kon clearly have both have good tastes, I guess, because again, these callbacks are sick. I, I they're nostalgic, but not even because it's not like I was around when those movies came out. It's more just like, oh yeah, look, he's referencing something that's really important in culture or in, or in in film history. I know I, I love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I, the stuff that it references is so foundational to the stuff that we like that even if we haven't seen it, it's it can still inspire nostalgia, right? Like, I guess like that's my point of view. If you've seen the references, like I knew what the Akira bike slide was before I ever watched Akira. And, you know, it's similar with these samurai films and stuff. So they're so heavily drawn upon from vast numbers of, you know, media that it, you know, it's going to, I think it's going to hit for a lot of people because it, you know, it, it keeps going. It's like a chain that builds on itself. Um, you know, so I do think that's neat. But other than the references and stuff, of which there are many, and they're all wonderful, uh, does anyone have any starting points, or do you want me to start us off? I would definitely like to talk about just how, and this really isn't like a deep conversation point, just more of a, it's more of something that we can touch on and move on. Uh, like, just how great he, just how great Satoshi was good at, like, telling the story of this whole movie just the way that he was able to almost encapsulate how sometimes an actor feels when they are like in this moment like when they're in this moment where they're just talking to another actor and it feels like they're in feels like they're in the setting that everything around them is feeling just like this setting around them just blends away and then all of a sudden it feels like you're in a completely different landscape yeah that complete setting that is so integral to this to the storytelling of the story and there's there's been a few movies like in western culture that have just been like you know they're trying to encapsulate that but they do it so badly or they they don't do it well enough that it that you can actually like feel it this was just so great in the way that it portrayed its like its its storytelling prowess that it's almost timeless. Even though the the art style is older, like it's great. Yeah, I I, I guess I can start us off on this. I mean, I definitely agree. I think that. there's a few things that it does to like really sort of like wrap you in like one obviously the blending of the current timeline with the past and like her movies and whatever was happening in her life at the time like the blending of all three of those makes you question your setting perfectly like are you are we actually back here or not and then you can see the main director guy um, the guy who's doing the questions who used to work with her, and he gets more into it as like time goes on and starts becoming part of the scenes himself, which is another way to sort of it both sells you on the fact that this was happening in the past and sells you on the fact that it was happening right now, which is insane. 
that like what a clever idea right because for him to have been there it, it has to be now you know and but like what's happening is something that definitely happened in the past and so it's just this sort of contradiction that is perfect for the feeling you get when reliving something with a good friend or something you're passionate about where you can you can just feel like you're back there you know and you know you're not but you know when you when you see certain people you haven't seen in a while or talk about things that you haven't got to talk about in a while you know be your old college friends or high school friends or from a team or whatever plays like if you 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 know for you cat or anyone else who did like theater it, you know me in 30 years when i haven't talked to you guys in 25 years after we had a big fallout <laughs> over who would take the million dollar stake and what do you say anime the world's most successful anime podcast um, and like <laughs> i'm bad. feeling bad because i got super rich off of it and i'm like i should go talk to pete <laughs> um i guess it was his idea initially uh, <laughs> you funneled like a hundred thousand dollars a month you're implying that he wouldn't take all the money and run off immediately and not tell any of us well he oh, took yeah. his share and gambled it away yeah and oh, i, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. just never yeah he makes you, enough money to, right now he's fine you take a flight out to minneapolis and then you'd find the the bridge closest to you know yeah you go, was, go, under, it. go under it and, and yeah and find pete <laughs> yeah and and you'd be like damn uh you know, maybe. Hey, yeah, but it's my, it's my bridge. It's my Who bridge. has bad takes now? Um, yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's the Pete Memorial Bridge. Um, Ooh, I like <laughs> that. And well, just, like, leaves like a, just leaves a chopped off arm because that's all his favorite characters. Yeah. Yes, true. There's Ooh. just like just his arm it remains. <laughs> um, it, it brings you to the mid of uh, Minneapolis. So yeah, like, it's the, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's in the midpoint, but also the midpoints peak so it's like the highest elevation but it's still mid so <laughs> it's it he's the biggest normie yeah it's like pete's taste it's somehow both mid and peak at the same time <laughs> i like that I'll, I'll take that all day i do want to chime off of miles though why i found the chemistry between tachibana and fujiwara just so great uh -huh. is that getting lost in your your passions that's i mean that's kind of like why we're here like we somewhat have a passion for anime and we're here to talk about it. And sometimes we just get lost and like what we're talking about or what we're watching. And we saw that with Tachibana and Fujiwara where they are just both so immersed in, uh, well her in his, her, him in her roles and then her just being an actress in general where they mesh together in this sphere of what is reality and what is, um, this visual storytelling based off of her movies. And I just love that passion because we all share it, whether uh, in different varieties and we could talk about it for hours. And that's what they did in this. They, they just talked for hours without stopping to the point where literally Fujiwara got sick. I mean, I mean, she's sort of essentially on her deathbed already. And that's why she's do I'm assuming that's why she's doing this interview. But to me, I just, I fell in love with that chemistry. It was so well done. I loved it. Yeah, I think the uh, <laughs> all all anytime they'd come back to reality, you know, snap back to reality. Um, Whoops! Yeah, there goes gravity. Um, <laughs> oh wait, it was just an earthquake. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, it, every time they did that, though, it was always fun. Like seeing like him sitting there with the samurai helmet. Oh on, yeah, you know, that was prop. Like that was funny. 
uh, I, I don't know, every time, literally every time they snap back, it, it was like, oh yeah, that I forgot. I almost, or not forgot, but I almost uh, didn't remember that they were sitting there just talking, you know, like this, and this is them visualizing basically her retelling and re-talking about her career. I, I don't know if I agree with the message uh, that it, it, because like the, to dumb the message of the movie way, way down, it's kind of, it's not about the destination, but it's about the journey, right? Correct. It's that kind of, yeah. kind of the vibe that it's going for. And I, I don't know. I don't always agree with that. I think that that, like, mm, you know, I, yeah, I'm not sure if that was, it's not I the entire it, message. Yeah. But, I would like, I guess the way that I would word it is like, like, I think she, I think she liked her destination. And I think that for a while in her life, she was motivated by something that, you know, she even admits is sort of a little silly, you know, but I think that it, so what's her name? Um, Echo the older mean actress lady you know talks about how she was jealous of her youth and then like even as she got older that like never went away Mm -hmm. um and so i think and this is this is a conversation pete and i were having but this has this has the romance tag and i really don't know if it should you know, there was definitely like undertones of romance, but I think her relationship with the with the painter is more one of that's more similar to Tachibana's relationship with her, where it's an inspiration, uh, something to like anchor yourself. If we were going to tie this to like I don't know Inception or whatever, it's what keeps her young and happy. It's like an ideal. And I think that, I don't know if it was like, like, oh, it was about the journey, not the destination. I think it, I think it was about the destination, but like just being able to keep yourself invested, involved and passionate, however you need to during that journey, if that makes sense. I can't believe you said Inception and not Paprika. I yeah well I yeah I was already rambling so I didn't want to be like like Inception does with the movie that's tied to with you know so but now I have so here we are all right that's well, <laughs> I, I, yeah I think I think what the movie is trying to say is that like so like a lot of people they have a goal that they want to reach but then it's like after you reach that goal you kind of just don't know what to do with your life it's like your loss is like you know it's like when somebody's like oh I want to become the world's richest person. And then they become the richest person, and they're like, okay, what now? Okay, I guess I'm just gonna take even more money, because what else is there in my life? Damn it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It was right there, Johnny. Why did you not say, oh, I don't know, buy Twitter? Because Elon Musk isn't the... Wait, is he? Okay. Yes. Yes. Point is, is, a lot of people, like, they reach this point, and then once they've reached it, like, they fell off. You know, like, L plus ratio, you fell off, but, like, what if you never got up there in the first place? It's like you're you'd always want to strive for that. So I think that's what she was like. That's why the the older lady was jealous of. It was like because we remember she said that like she never really even liked acting. She only did it so she like she said like the only reason she got into acting in the first place was to like have an excuse to like go up to wherever like was it Manchuria yeah, or like yeah. wherever like yeah they found the person. 
So like that, the drive to find him is what kept her like acting. So that's why like she was she was like constantly just had that drive to do it. And I think that's that's really the message. Is like I don't, I think that like she never. I guess it's like if she reached that journey, she would have just like stopped. I guess she does. The, the moment she gives up on it, she quits. Yeah, exactly. Like she literally runs off set. <laughs> like the moment she decides that that's not what she wants to do anymore, she's gone. Which is, yeah. I mean, it, it, I guess admirable in a way. A little bit. Um, yeah. She never lets herself become the old jaded lady. She. Mm. You know, once the passion is gone, once, you know, the childhood ideal of what she's doing, which is represented by chasing love in this case, but is really just, it's whatever is most important to you, right? That's what the key opens, whatever is most important to you. And so as soon as that stopped being important to her, she retired. I find it, like, hard to, like, imagine it as love. And I I know that sounds weird, but realistically, it's like, she met this guy when she was like what like let's say like early teens like maybe 13 14 doesn't even know his name yeah it's like the ideal of her yeah yeah it's the ideal of love that is what Mm -hmm. is pushing her like it's like mm -hmm. sorry to cut i i I still want to say like you know i i said this earlier it's like millennium actress is kind of just like japanese titanic we're just like you mean like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like an old lady recounting her stories of the past, and then she dies at the end, and then it's like, oh, the lover dies too, but like you know, like That's we also point, find yeah. it out at the end. Like now I'm thinking about it. This, you know, wait, also Jack was a wait, no, Jack was a painter. Yeah, it's Jack true. There, <laughs> there this are... is literally Japanese Titanic. Fujiwara gets over it though. I don't know if Rose. Yeah, she also did. dies. So it's true. Rose oh, and also culture. she has like, she has something that she holds on her neck. Uh, she has a necklace. That's true. This is Honestly, gigantic. It is wow. pretty. This is Japanese gigantic. Um, I can't believe Johnny the only, is big brain yeah. so much right now. I can't. The only yeah, where's way. The, where's the live adaptation gigantic. of like? Where's the live adaptation of Leonardo DiCaprio being uh, the man that uh, gets locked up in a Japanese prison? Shutter um, Island. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, great movie. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a dark. Yeah. That's a dark alternative t- timeline. Um, no, if it was fully doing Titanic, she would have killed him. <laughs> well, like, maybe I she mean, did. If you think she did, like draw the guards' attention to him. So in a way, you know, it would have been to be so like like because one Jack could have fit on the fucking door rose. Um, and two, uh, <laughs> it would have sank. I know it wouldn't have. They did, it, didn't they test the buoyancy of, of a door like that? And they did, and it wouldn't work. It, I thought it was the opposite. Yeah. I thought no, that's what the director thing. said was, we needed a door that was bigger for the shot, so shut up. Which, honestly, fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, he would have been fine. I um, facts. Yeah. Uh, point B. He deserved to die. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. right. I rejected what? What? Why did he Why? deserve to die? You know what? This You're isn't the monster. Titanic. Next April Fool's yeah, right. we talk about Titanic. Um, it's a sequel to Millennium. The the the, the, yeah, the live adaptation of Millennium, a Millennium Actress, Actress Titanic. Titanic. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Godzilla. God, what is going on? Anymore? I don't. I don't. Know. This is this is why Pete can chop off five minutes of this conversation. Um. <laughs> However, that is a good parallel, Johnny. Don't don't chop it all off because that's really good. 
Or maybe I will because funny. Johnny made a good point. I can't let yeah. that happen. Yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't want me to be smarter than him. You know, that's like a general fact. Facts. Yeah. That's, hey, um, I'm, I'm the are you smarter than a fifth grader world champion, baby? Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. Well, as a resident 10 year old, no, you're not. Quippy. <laughs> <laughs> He's quippy. Um, did you guys. What of the. <laughs> Uh, flashbacks was y'all's like favorite, like the movie Titanic. Uh, no, no, Titanic. Titanic. The Titanic. The Godzilla. I met the Godzilla one. <laughs> I did like the Godzilla one. It wasn't like in depth enough to be my favorite. I don't think, but like I did like her just being like, "No, I must run towards Godzilla." That was <laughs> like fun. everyone else is like, "What in God's name are you doing?" It's like she's like, "I made a pinky promise." It's like, okay, if you made a pinky promise to fucking die, then well, there you go. Um, I was probably the Samurai one. I thought it was so well directed as well. Uh, the animations were super fun and just seeing like that character strive to find the painter, I guess, in that movie was just unique compared to the other ones where the other ones were like she was always like running towards like a train or running towards him. And this one was like she was fighting for him. I guess in a way, and I like that aspect of the movie a little bit more than the other ones. But I thought they were all great. Yeah, I thought the the fight scene, the samurai one, was like really, really good and like evocative of what it was attempting mm -hmm. to be evocative of. I I, I don't know yeah. if it means anything, but I really liked where the guy on the horse had the gun and it shot, and we just assumed it was going to hit Fujiwara's character, but it hit the director's character. I giggled a little bit from that, just seeing him just. Be all animated, be like, "Oh, go on without me." And she's like, "All right, <laughs> like I'm not here for you." It's also, yeah, I it, was, it was like he wasn't a good actor, and it showed in the yeah. scenes. Oh, fun. yeah, real fun. <laughs> it's not your flashback; it's mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm the main character. Like, yeah. You're not supposed to cry for your bad acted ass. Keep moving. I I don't know. I guess I like the samurai one the most too, but that's because I love samurai stuff. You know, like I thought it was cool to see them. Uh, I I rewound at one point because there was a red-haired person in like one of the the running scenes, and I was like, oh, is that an was that a nod to Kenshin? But nah, it wasn't close enough in my eyes. Like it was close, but uh, I, I don't think it was meant to be a reference to to Kenshin specifically, at least. Um, but yeah, I, I I guess the samurai one was my favorite. I I, I did like though how the director slowly became more and more a part of the story or the, the memories as well. You know, like his, uh, he, you know, he obviously was always a character filling in for a character, uh, you know, like whether that was in the samurai story or uh, in other places, but then he actually becomes part of the memory, right? Because he actually exists in, you know, was part of her life when she was an actor. I really liked that. Um, you know, he started to remember what he said in those moments. Uh, it explains how he found the key and how he had the key for her. Like, I, I liked how it tied everything together in terms of, uh, you know, him or why she even would talk to him, you know, like in the first place or why uh, why he would have the key, all, all those sorts of things. I thought that it, it, it did a really good job of, like, justifying it, I guess. My favorite flashback of the movie was also the samurai, but I just want to add in just Kyoji, the uh, the cameraman, just how good he was as like comic relief at times, just yep. like being there and like 
yo, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, that type of thing. It was very, like, sobering. It kind of took you out of that situation. It made you feel like... It made you feel good. And it kind of, like... It, it was a way of stepping back. Almost. So, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, and he even got into it a little bit at the end there. You know, where he was like, oh, where are we now? Like, and he was, like, having a hard time following because he wasn't as familiar with his move with, like, her movies or anything. But, like, he still was en- enough invested to, like, feel the the scenery changes and everything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, I don't know. I really, I just thought this was such a beautiful way to, like, reminisce about someone's life and, like, the passions they had and, like, the loves they had or didn't have or whatever. I thought... It was just such a neat thing. Like, I, I loved the scene where she, like, finds the painting he did of her, like, on the rock and everything. I I, I think that, oh, God, I, I don't know. Like, I, I also love that they never met again. Like, I think that's correct, right? Like, I think that's that's, like, the right thing to have happened in this story and it's it's sad that you never get that youthful ideal right but like you you don't sometimes you know like that's just not it's not you know in in it's such a mature way of looking at it where she's she's happy with her life and she feels like she's lived a good life you know even though she never really didn't you know I, i don't know even though that ideal was never met she's satisfied and i think that's that's like nice um, and sad at the same time. I don't know. I just, it, I, I don't know. This, I really like this movie. <laughs> it's, um, it's that, like, it's that dichotomy of, like, wanting to, wanting to change the world, wanting to be able to get what you want at the beginning of your life, and at the end of the life, knowing that you weren't able to achieve what you really wanted to, but you were able to live a life to its fullest and that satisfaction at the end of it. That's what I feel like that's what you're trying to say. Yeah. And it's like, I like she understood, right. That it was, I don't know, like that. It wasn't like really like, like yeah, she knew she wasn't in love with him. Right. Like fully and truly. And that she just loved like the ideal. And I think that helps with it a lot. You know, it shows good self-reflection on her part. You know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like having dreams. Like, I don't think we're ever too old to have dreams or anything. And I don't think she was ever too old to really have dreams. And that's just, I love it. Yeah, because, I mean, this whole, this whole, like, show, this whole podcast that we're doing is, like, one of Pete's dreams. So, this is his ideal. Yeah. Thank you for fulfilling my dream. <laughs> that sounds that sounds cool. yeah dude you just sounded like we were all in an idol anime together and you have convinced us to join oh, your idol god. club oh god whatever. Well, i got some big news <laughs> for you boys we're going on tour <laughs> yeah we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be moving to the gaming chat instead of the private one that's our tour yes so, yeah. yep. choreography practice at seven be there <laughs> <laughs> oh we're late um yeah so 7 a.m oh god oh, no. right and early oh, baby you. nah bro yeah no you, thanks you got the wrong group <laughs> yeah no um i i really like the scene uh this one probably just hit closer to me because again I, I witness this every single day in my life with my grandparents living with me now but um you know, 
Hearn be realizing like, damn, I can't even remember his face and getting sad about it like that. That shit hit home for me. I just, you know, I've dealt with that within the past week. So I, I, I almost cried at that scene. It was very, very, very beautiful. But then also it was nice to see that like, oh, yeah, this this key, you know. Fucking useless, but to me it evokes so many memories and reminds me of things. Like I, I thought that that was a really, really, really well done scene. You know, like I thought it was, uh, and, it, and it's true. It, it it's amazing what people can remember just from seeing something or holding on to something. It, the the way the brain works is so cool. Yeah, honestly, like the memory stuff that she had going on is also, I think, part of like why these things blended together. But I think that just shows that, like, at the end of our lives, like, how much, like, what we do is inspired by why we do it and how those, that, like, blends, you know? Like, you don't remember everything exactly perfect, but you do, like, the story is there nonetheless, you know, at least for her. So, you know, and, like, I don't know. It it was interesting because she was pretty cognizant, I think, that she didn't have a lot of time left you know but i don't know but she got to spend the last of her time just enjoying enjoying this thing yeah and i i feel like that's that's one of the things that i that personally i would really love to do like when i'm older like because i i mean out of all of us i feel like i'm gonna be I might be the last one to live out of all of us once we're like Whoa. 80 90 i plan to live forever i mean yeah, we know that Pete's gonna live when he until he's fifty. But like uh, Johnny, maybe that's mean. <laughs> I, I I know. Like we've we've been taking shots today. I, that one just caught me very Damn. off guard. I, yeah, I'm Pete. Sorry. How do we have the memorial bridge? If you know what I mean. Yeah. Damn. Okay. I guess I'll take one for the team. All right. Thanks. Okay. For the bridge. Well, I I promise I'll visit the bridge. Um, I might. I'll, I'll visit the bridge. But I'll like, think about it. <laughs> but like, just being able to like hang out with you guys, like as we get older, and just like being able to like have an actual like live action version of the podcast where we're all just like right beside each other, that would be really fun. It'd be really cool, and be really cool to like just reminisce about like the times where we had like maybe a thousand viewers when we have like two million or something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, we have hey, a thousand Miles, viewers. Okay. <laughs> hey, Miles, do you remember that time that you said Violet Evergarden sucks? Fuck you. Oh, yeah, I that's, 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 honestly, yeah. Like that. yeah. I, I, so, okay, yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 say, I'll save hey, my quick. remember quit. when Miles cyberbullied me? I, yeah, I do. Oh, like, I, do. I do. I remember thought it was that. Pete that cyberbullied you. No, I... collective effort. I cyberbullied yeah. everybody, let's be real. I The, the, the one time I cyber bullied Johnny was when he like criticized. Honestly, I deserved it, but you know, it's, it's I, a mentality. There was a confession scene, and he was like, it just didn't feel realistic, and I was like, it's a girl, Johnny. <laughs> 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 um, we're like so, a South Park episode now, where we're sitting here like, oh, I remember, yeah. I remember. That's like the effect of this movie, right? Yeah, like, it, it just, is. Yeah, 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 where's that. the part where they all get brutally murdered when we step on the member berries? Um, <laughs> um. When we make wine, honestly, yeah, and hey, we make wine to forget about everything. Hence, we crush the memories. Hey guys, remember when we were really bad about not talking over each other? I remember. I remember. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, five <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah, that's my. That's the joke I'm going for. We're, we're fucking terrible today about. 
talking over each other. That's okay. But that's what the magic of editing does. Um, <laughs> Can't edit that. <laughs> no, you can edit it. You know, make it take the bad joke out. But yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know. That's your moderator warning there. I'm doing my job for once. Yeah. I'll continue to not do my job. Um, it's more fun not to. It's really fun. It's nice. Yeah, are, are you quiet yeah. quitting on us, Miles? Like, the, um, God, I don't know. I like the art style a lot. I think that even this, like, flatter art style that Pat tends to find mid um, fits for an older, like, something that takes flashbacks and stuff. And the way that, I, like... I liked it a lot, too. I thought it, yeah. I thought it fit what the story was going for. I, but I also was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, damn, this is very, like, not colorful, even at the end. Like, again, I got at the beginning. It was intentionally, like, closer to black and white because that's what the... You know, back then, everything was black and white, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But, um, you know, I thought, especially near the end of the movie, it seemed to still be very flat color-wise. But even then, it still worked. For the it, you know, so, it, wasn't, it, yeah. it wasn't that bad. Of it's not like it was bad. It was just weird. To the YouTube video that Pete linked me, and all of us, it was like about like scenery and stuff was black and white, but things that she was focusing on or scenes that she remembered better, like it, it had a correspondent, like the more powerful something was to her, the more memory you got out of it, which is why you never saw his face, right? Like that's a thing I just made. That's not, I don't know if that's from the YouTube video or not, but she can't remember his face, which is why we don't see his face in the flashbacks. Yeah. And it's why scenery is out of focus or black and white but people and conversations that she's having are color and vibrant and then you know that if there's a time where the scenery is important it it is colored you know like it does sort of do that it's very i'm gonna miss satoshi Kone. i just miss him like i just <laughs> i should call her uh no um, <laughs> uh, i uh I, I I noticed her eyes at different moments in different films or different like flashbacks were different colors. She she had blue eye, bluish eyes at certain points rather than like the traditional just black like you know the way that Satoshi Kon usually draws eyes in movies. Uh, I, I I noticed that a couple times and I was trying to like draw connections to when specific things happened or or why it was like that and I don't think I couldn't really come up with anything. Uh, at least on my first watch through, maybe the second time I watch it yeah i'll find something like that um i know uh again we're we're did we have anything else that we really specifically want to highlight yeah i do okay go well okay i want to do my satoshi code thing so if you yeah okay that's what i was gonna okay so this concludes the filmography for us for satoshi cone and so i wanted to get your guys's thoughts on how you would rank the four satoshi cone movies that we've seen and just like your opinion on yeah, on those four movies. If you need a minute, I can go first. Okay, um, Pete, Pete started south. Okay, so I'll go first. Uh, to me, I think Perfect Blue is the best anime ever created. It's all, I think it's the best movie anime movie ever created as well. So obviously that's going to be my number one. But I think I'd put Millennium Actress at number two. I just, I loved how technical and how theme-driven this story was. How it meshed the visual storytelling with the movies in real life was incredible. And then I would go uh, Paprika 3 and then Tokyo Godfathers, a very close 4. I think Paprika and Tokyo Godfathers are like right there. They're so close to each other. But I think Millennium Actress and Perfect Blue are just like top tier anime movies in my opinion. 
<laughs> so uh, everyone else is deciding I'll go. So yeah, kind of funny for me. It's like it's almost like all the way around. I mean, like Perfect Blue. I think it is like technically speaking, and in terms of like what it's trying to do, is a good movie. It's just, it's just not really for me. I don't really like the whole like. It's like too far out, like abstract for me. Where it's just like I have to like go into the fifth dimension to even figure out what is going on half the time when I have to read up like 25 hours of lore to like understand a specific quote from this character. It's just, it's just too much thinking for me. I like to just, you know, watch a movie and not search up stuff about it afterwards. I think that's going to be my least favorite. I still think it's a good movie, but it's just, I just don't really have it like as good as the other ones. I think for third is going to be Paprika. It, it was kind of the same thing. We're just like, too abstract, too many dream sequences where it's just like I didn't really understand a whole lot of what was going on. It made me see it made me feel like I was actually on OPM, so maybe, you know, that's what it's like. But anyway. So second place then would probably go to Millennium Actress, I think. This was I mean it kind of like it's kind of in just the order of like most confusing to least confusing, because like Tokyo Godfathers would obviously then be my most favorite because it has a very it was a very straightforward plot. You know exactly what happens. There's nothing like confusing or anything like that. So that's probably why that's my first Takeshi Kanbuni. But yeah, that's my orders: Tokyo Godfathers, Millennium Actress, Paprika, and Perfect Blue. I think I have. Uh, oh no, Paprika! I have it an eight. Uh, versus all the other, the other three, I have it nines, I believe. Um, so I guess Paprika would be my lowest one. Although I think I enjoyed how trippy that one was. I I. I Maybe I didn't like it as much uh, in hindsight. I, th I feel like I remember being frustrated by the way it ends. The romance uh, with the fat guy really throws me. Yeah. There you go. That's also... Yeah, there you go. I remember that now. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't it, remember it, out, that. What the it hell? Was, it was out of nowhere. It was so bizarre. Um, I yeah. have literally no idea what he was getting at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that movie okay. is literally a dream to me. I don't remember that, anything. That now. probably is why I have it in eight then. Um oh god. It, it's funny too, because uh the way Mal sorts it, uh Perfect Blue, Tokyo Godfathers, and uh Millennium Actress are all next to each other on my list. Uh, uh like it, when I filtered by score. Um I guess I don't know. I think this one would probably be my third in third, like Millennium Actress would be third, just because I think Perfect Blue is technically so incredible and was such a mind-blowing experience uh i think that has to be one and then one a would have to be uh tokyo godfathers because of how much fun it was and, and what it was fun while also still telling a full complete story uh i i loved i love that movie a lot um if you don't want to go the next miles i can go next oh sure sorry i okay. was typing on the spreadsheet Okay, cool. Um, so for me, for our Satoshi Kon things, uh, I haven't watched Tokyo Godfathers or um, or Paprika. I am getting to those though. They are they are next on my list. Uh, but for the two that I have watched, Perfect Blue and Millennium Actress, I believe that Perfect Blue is the best anime horror movie ever made. Uh, because of the way that is directed, because of the way that it mis misleads you, because of the mystery, because of the intensity of the show, it is amazing as a as just a movie in general. It is 
one, it is one, if not my favorite movie of all time. And it is like, and it is definitely my favorite anime movie of all time because of how it is, how it, how it goes, how it's directed. Uh, now, Millennium Actress, great movie. Now, Perfect Blue is at a 10. Millennium Actress, I actually also have it at a 10, but, but, but Perfect Blue is always going to be at least in my top 10 anime of all time, if not my first. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so mine, oh god, this is tough for me. So, four is Paprika. Um, that's easy enough for me. Um, three is also easy enough for me, but it's better than Paprika, and I have Perfect Blue there. I really like Perfect Blue. I, I like Paprika too, but I, I I really like Perfect Blue. I do think it's a little. Um, I think it's his first movie, and I think you can like kind of tell. Um, you know, I think he gets like a little cute with it, and that's not like 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 I don't know. It's like my thirteenth highest rated anime of all time, or something. So like I I do I do want to understate that this is like I'm not like yeah something has to separate these. The next two are, is tough for me. So Tokyo Godfathers is in my top 10. This will probably also be in my top 10. But I don't... God, I don't know. I mean... Recency bias is I'm going to go Tokyo Godfathers Millennium Actress. Because I just watched Millennium Actress. I still remember how much I loved it from watching it yesterday. I immediately want to watch it again. I want to, you know, just latch on to, like, all of it. Like, so much. Um, and so I, I would say that that is my favorite, but I reserve the right to be lying. <laughs> so, to yourself. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think those are our, uh, that's our list. I, I really do like a lot of his work. It, it, it's, I, I don't know if he's my favorite cause I, I still love, um, What's his name? Uh, Makoto Shinkai movies so much. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been so blown away as I was watching Your Name the first time and then going back through his discography to then seeing Weathering with You in person, like in, in theater. Like, that's such, and I can't wait to do it again, you know, in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Um, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, but I also. What if I saw what Satoshi Kon made last year, assuming he was, you know, if he was still yeah. around, you know, like it's, it's really, it's, it's impossible to know for sure. Um, and that's why it's good to have multiple favorites. You know, you can like Christopher Nolan and Steven Spielberg at the same time, right? Like you can like them both. So um, pick one. Uh, no. Uh, well, <laughs> if I had to, if I actually had to pick one, Nolan, for sure. Uh, I, I think uh, the dark Knight is just such a freaking incredible movie, you know, like, Oh my God. Um, I sound basic as shit saying that, but I don't care. It's such a good nah, movie. it's fine. It's a great movie. It's <laughs> it's an incredible movie. Um, and so is Interstellar. Oh my god, Christopher Nolan podcast. When can we start it? I'll start it. All right. Uh, I'd actually pick Tarantino too. He's my favorite director. So there we go. Uh, full circle. I think that that's. Uh, do we want to move on to our closing thoughts? I know we haven't covered everything, but you know, just keep keep ourselves moving here. Yeah, I, I think, yeah. yeah, we're at a good time. As I say, we're about probably about almost an hour now. Yep, even. About. Pretty pretty incredible that we can talk this much about a movie that's only an hour and a half long. So um 
yeah, let's do closing thoughts. Miles, you kick us off and uh, give us your final score to let me get out my calculator. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. So um, I love this movie. Uh, there was just so much about it that I, I feel like it did such a good job of getting me wrapped up in Fujiwara's life. Um, I felt for her. I was joyous with her and the director. Um, I almost teared up at the end. Uh, but of course, this wasn't the theme of King JJ, so I did not cry. Um, because no- <laughs> nothing is that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is more sad than. Yeah, nothing is, yeah more emotional. JJ style. JJ um, style. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just like truly loved it. I think part of it is that I'm just so bittersweet that like I'm done with. Satoshi Kone movies and like there just aren't going to be any more and they're like that's sad and it's like the same way that there aren't going to be any more movies where Fujiwara acts on them right like I, I don't know it really is just sort of like I, he obviously couldn't have known that in 2003 when he was writing <laughs> writing this but like you, you knew know. he'd die eventually right you knew that this true was- yeah, I guess I, I probably didn't think it would be seven years from then, um, I guess. But, um, you know, I don't know. It just, it, it really touched me. I love the the nostalgia of it, the bittersweetness of it, the um, celebration of it in the modern time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Passion is a wonderful thing to have for whatever you have passion for, and I think it should be celebrated, and people with that passion should explore it, um, even if it's just getting together with four of your friends and talking about anime for an hour for an audience of several dozen people. Um, you know. It, I didn't know Satoshi Kon did that. Yeah, he did. Um, oh, you know, cool. he, of course, one day might have made it as big as us, the What Do You Say Anime podcast. Um, <laughs> but he unfortunately never got to. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I'm giving this a 10. I love it. Yeah. Maybe someday Satoshi Kon will reach number 22 on the Apple podcast list in Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Maybe We're allowed in Turkey? We yeah. sure are. <laughs> For now. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, you said a 10? Sorry? Just wanted to yes. double check. Yes, okay. 10 out of 10 from Miles. Cat, what about you? This this movie was definitely a treat to watch from the animation to the music to just how the direction of the of the movie like made me feel like it made me feel like I was back in uh John Casablanca's acting agency where where I was actually learning how to act and learning how to like be on TV and learning how to read script just from like teleprompter and stuff like that. It's really fun. Um, it 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 definitely took me back, and I'm and that feeling definitely made me come up with my score, which is a ten. Uh, I would recommend it to anybody that's ever going to like that's ever really getting an anime. Actually, actually recommended it to one of my friends, one of my coworkers that uh, that's really an anime too. Uh, but yeah. This show, it, there's no way of, no other way of putting it. It is a fucking masterpiece. So, there you go. 10 out of 10, I assume, from Cat. There we go. 
Johnny, what about you? Yeah, so as for the rating I'm going to give for the Japanese adaptation of Titanic, uh, it's just... Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, like I said, one of my, one of the better movies from Satoshi Kon, in my opinion. I, f I think it's like... I, I do like the straightforwardness of it more. And I think that, like, back to, like, what Miles was saying a little bit about, like, the colors being faded for, like, stuff that she didn't remember, she didn't remember as well. I was trying to think, like, oh, maybe that's why her memories are in the form of the movies, because she probably remembers the movies that she's been in. So maybe that's, like, an easier way for her to access her memories. So maybe that's the why it's presented that way. I thought that was an interesting thing. But yeah, either way, I, I think I'm going to give this an 8. I think it was a, it was a very well directed show i definitely enjoyed it a lot better than a lot of other movies that well not just movies but like anime that had been like quite old you know like older than me you know it's like there, in my opinion there's not really too many anime that are that are really like too good back then but you know this one this one was definitely a bit better than the rest so yeah eight out of ten pretty good show is this older than you holy shit um yeah it is yeah it is wow Good lord. Um, um Elfin Lead is like a week older than me. That's pretty mm. funny. Uh that's so funny. Alright, uh Pete, what is your uh final score? I'm kind of in the same camp as Miles were. It's a little bittersweet that I've completed all of Satoshi Kone's work. You guys can still watch Paranoia Agent if you want more, but I think what the beauty of his work is is that we can have these conversations and get different viewpoints and different ideas and how we interpreted things from this style of movie is just so unique. And to quote Satoshi Kon himself, he said, there's no single solution. That's what I want the most of my work to be. I want people to see it in many different ways. And I think he succeeded in that, uh, not only with this movie, but I think with a, with most of his work, um, I think something like paranoia agent is a little more straightforward, but especially with like perfect blue and paprika, and not Tokyo Godfathers, but I think he does a great job of having people interpret his work in many different ways. And because of that, I, that's the reason why he's my favorite director of all time. He's an absolute masterclass of directing. And I'm very sad that he passed away and we won't get more of that. I think he sticks out something um, like current day and age. We have like Makoto Shinkai. I think you can easily identify when it's one of his movies. Um, uh, Makoto, Masaki Yusa from Science Saru, I think is another example where you can clearly tell when it's one of his works. And I think Satoshi Kone is in that like same stratosphere. So um, just honestly, just an iconic figure. And I'm sad that this is the last movie we get to see from the movie itself was just, uh, I loved every second of it. Uh, the beginning from how it's portrayed as this documentary of keeping the idea of Fujiwara immortalized in film where i think in the beginning quote he says like she never ages she's still as young as she always was it was just like a testament to like how they view filmography and keeping the legacy of somebody alive and i think that's what this film was just this love letter to cinema this love letter to uh an actor or an actress or somebody polarizing that we could immortalize forever in film or photos or audio something along those lines i think that's what this film encapsulated and it did it perfectly i love this film i'm giving it a 10 um one of the easiest 10s i've ever given in my entire life this this movie was incredible okay 10 out of 10 from pete 
before you give the score, I need to. I, I want to make a quick pitch to Johnny to give this movie a nine. Here's the pitch, Johnny. You gave Perfect Blue an eight as well. Oh, it's funny how you mentioned that because I realized going back that I did, so I changed it to a seven. Fair <laughs> enough. My argument is now Miles. null and void. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Miles, uh, if you can, we uh, Miles, if you want more convincing, I'll uh, DM you my PayPal real quick. Now, I'm just trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like collusion. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't I think mean, bribes be... unless they're really good. Okay. Uh, he'll he'll watch ReZero season two. Uh, there you go. Um, no, he fuck, no, he won't. I will one day. One day. Yeah, one day. One day. When season three gets. By the time I'm like thirty, which yeah. is when season three is going to come out, but. And Pete will be dead by then. There you go. Um. Yeah. Rest in Pete. Rest in Pete. Rest in Pete, people. Oh, God damn. That was mean. Uh, yeah. Uh, God, now I have to still give my score. All right. Um, I think that this movie was uh, was a very, very cool love letter to Japanese movies and the careers that people have in creating art. And that goes beyond just movies. That's just art in general, right? Like, what what is your legacy? uh how do you remember or how are you remembered it's something that i think i in particular latch on to you know i want people to remember me for who i am i want to be remembered i want to be like you know immortal so to speak or millennium in this case right like you know known for for forever right like you want to have an impact on the people that are around you and i think that she uh it, it highlights how not only does the actress have it but so does some random person she met one time in uh when she was just a child you know like you know, they completely changed her life this one little accidental meetup did and i think that that's it does that so beautifully through the storytelling of the movie uh i really don't know what my how to formulate my complaints because i don't really have any specific ones i think i i more was just I, I wanted more payoff, I think, by the end. And I didn't get that full release. I got, like... I got close, I think, too. Especially with the, the final scenes of the movie. I feel like it, it, it was done extremely well. But I think I just wanted a little more. I, I, I don't... I, I really don't know how, how else to say it. But, like, I, I don't think I can give this, like, a 10. Because I don't think it was better than Perfect Blue. And I don't think it was better than... Tokyo Godfather. So I uh this movie's gonna sit at a nine for me as well. Uh which will bring our average score to a nine point four. Four tying with, odd taxi. Wow. Our oh, highest ties, rated. Wow. It ties our highest rated show. Uh I don't think uh having more people either would have changed our score that much. It might have brought it down like a half a point by having an extra person involved. But uh, uh I, I would like to say uh shout out to Galaxy, fuck you, who gave this an eight. Um, so that say if he was here, which he's not, it would be a nine point one seven. <laughs> um, so let's all just thank our stars that Galaxy isn't here. Um, all the stars in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Nah, talk, talk. Can we end? Yeah, this? yeah, we can. Uh, that was that was rough. Uh, we uh, we are more than a point higher than what Mal is. Yes. I, I well, that, that and honestly, like, what is the major? dissonance or, or or i guess discourse that has it this low because like i feel like this movie is not i guess i kind of just said that in my in my closing thoughts but like it's not like offensively bad or there's no real point that stands out 
that's bad to me per se that would allow you know bring a score a score down like this like you know with uh, and just the ending with the paprika i think it's very you know, artsy and yeah, um, awesome. digging in i think a lot of people just don't like digging into stuff like we do and if they just see it on screen for what it was i think i could see why people would probably give it a lower score yeah but like, like an a hour... shonen bro wouldn't like this yeah but like an hour ago you just argued with me that it was not that artsy enough to not resonate no with i was people. talking about age not whether it's artsy or not hmm yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it doesn't hit the Mal demographic super well. Like, Mal, you know, like, think of, like, I don't know. This isn't to, like, say one of these is better than the other, but, like, Bleach is above a nine right now. You yeah. know? And, like, yeah, the highest... Is. Yeah, but, I mean, again, this isn't, this isn't Kaguya either, right? Like, you know, and, like, Full Metal Alchemist is the highest rated thing. I love Full Metal Alchemist, but, like... Come on, you know, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I get yeah, what you're like, saying. There. Like, there's a type of show that Mal really likes because of its demographic. Just like Anime Corner loves garbage, and <laughs> oh shit, you know, Reddit tends to be a little more douchey, but also really likes Attack on Titan. So yeah, uh, I, I guess I just like you know, like to me, this would strike as something that would end up with like an eight point six or an eight point seven rather than. I, I'm not expecting. I, I, I like. I definitely don't think that this should be like a nine-two on Mal or, or in the top ten. I just. Yeah. I feel like an eight point two five. Think of all the people in like Johnny's age group. Like, what, what do you low. think they are going to rate a show like this compared to somebody in our age group? I feel like that's like a huge factor. Where like something like Perfect Blue, there's blood and gore, and everybody likes that, right, guys? Another thing is this doesn't have like the twist yeah. you know what i mean that it, it this just does this is just the story and it's short and it's sweet yeah it's it, like an it's, autobiography essentially yeah like i don't think it has a moment where people are like holy sh you know what i mean like perfect blue has that you know and you're like damn like i would i did it seem like attack on titan has that in season three right like it's like oh oh the good guys were the bad guys oh no you know like it's just like very you know, mm. like this doesn't have those sorts of things that people uh, gravitate towards, especially <laughs> white dudes. Um, <laughs> you know, if you like look at like you know like Fight Club, which is really highly rated, or Seven, which is really I highly rated. Talked about that, or <laughs> um, uh, any Tarantino movie. Uh, you know, they all have. You know, I would say is a similar demographic to like Mal, where it's like you know, youngerish, millennialish, Gen Z E dudes for the most part. Um Yeah. I think that's unfair to Tarantino, but that's fair. Um <laughs> I, well, I, I, mean, get, I get I get really your point. Popular in that demographic. Like all of those yeah. movies are good movies. They just also you know you know, what's the highest second highest rated movie on IMDB or whatever? Like it's you know, I don't know. It's like you can see biases in different websites is all I'm saying. Uh, what, Lord of the Rings, I think, right? Oh, is it? Okay, well, that's I right. <laughs> I, have no I, I have no idea. Let's find out. Uh, but in the meantime, while I find out, Miles, why don't you tell us the results of where we voted? I will. Okay, we had a good race this time. We did. Yeah, let me scroll all the way over to the right, because I'm going to start putting more recent things to the left after this. Oh, The Godfather. Is too many two. things. Uh, which is another one of those movies, which is a very good movie and also is very popular within that demographic. 
And Shawshank um, Redemption number one. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised that's number one. It's a that's a good movie. It's a great. No, movie. it's really good. I'm just surprised it's number one. I, I, feel I also like... think everyone likes the Shawshank Redemption. You know what I mean? Like no one is like, I don't like that movie. It's like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, right? Does it do anything the best? Nah, maybe, maybe not. But like, does anyone not like it who watches it? Not really. Everyone likes it. It does um, have that twist. The, the the Shawshank Redemption does have that twist at that moment. Exactly. Just talked about. Um, okay. So I don't know. <laughs> so in third, just turn on a TV by accident and you'll find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just watch USA for like ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in third place we have Link Click. Son of a bitch! Come on. <laughs> um, boo, China, boo. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, not even a high. real anime. Oh, that was um, China. What? Earning its, I don't know. <laughs> My social credit's going down, unfortunately. Yeah, as it should. <laughs> you never had any to begin with. You want to say earning its fourth legacy point. In second place, we have Girls Last Tour. Um, earning its first, and then in first place we have the Daily Life of High School Boys. Wow! Wow! So, um. The Wasteful Life of High School Girls, or whatever it was, also did quite well. Uh, but we got a lot of participation. We had like 17 votes or something this week. So um, those were our winners. Um, nice. nice. So we'll be watching Daily Lives of High School Boys on the 28th of November. So that'll be the Monday after Thanksgiving, uh, at least here in the States. Uh, what are we, what do we want to nominate, Miles? I'm sure well, you're ready. I am. Was Girls Last Tour a J yeah. thing? Okay. Um, I wanted to watch that. I voted for it first. Jay's not here to re-up it. I will re-up it. Um, I'll do Girls Last Tour. Respect that. There you go. All right, uh, Kat, what about you? So, now, yeah. I do want to bring this up. Uh, since we're doing a comedy show this week. I want to nominate another comedy show for next week. Uh, but the comedy show that I want to re-up is technically two seasons, but on Mallet is listed as one. What show and is it? It is Nietzsche Show. No, that's that's not that's two seasons. Or, sorry, that's two. It's a two-core show. It's one. Well, season. it's twenty-six episodes, yeah, 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 even yeah, though yeah. it's one. Ep- even though it's one season. I mean, The Prince of Tennis is one season, but it's one hundred fifty-something episodes. So you know, like that, that's why it's uh, one core. That, that, that's why we have that little caveat. Was it like a split core, but they concluded no. included it in like one thing? No, it was just straight up. No. Okay. Oh well. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to re-up uh, "Wasteful Lives of High School Girls." Okay. All right, Johnny, what about you? Well, the last time I nominated the show, I don't think it even, like, got in the top three, which is crazy because it had, like, I think it had a decent amount of legacy points, but I'll just do it again and re-up the Classroom of the Elite, because, you know, right. why not? Now you mean it has six. It has six legacy points. <laughs> I nominated it six times, though. It wasn't me that did it every time, right? No, I don't think so. I, I've no idea. Cat might have at some point. Um, I think Cat has, and Pete. I think Pete has as well because he wanted to watch it before. Oh, yep. Yeah, yep, I did. Uh, yeah, so I was gonna go. happen eventually. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I I agree. I'll vote for it. I love to rewatch it. Uh, Pete, what about you? Gotta win eventually. I hope. Link click for the eighth week in a row. Let's do it. 
link click. All right. Um, I'm annoyed because I can't do uh, Summer Ghost yet. I'm hoping to still see that this week uh, at Anime uh, MIC, but we'll see. Um, God, where'd it go? I, I just had... Uh, I'll do uh, Princess Principal, the movie, one more time and see if we can... Uh, See if we can get that uh, back on, back on the the tour. I guess we're only a few months away from the second one the being on the third one. Oh, the second third one. Oh, gotcha. Out, yeah. Third one from coming out in Japan. Gotcha. Wait, what? So the second one has already aired? Yeah, in like Japan. Year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Third one's coming out in a few months. That's exciting. All right. Well, yeah. Let's do Princess Principal though. Sweet. So. I think that that uh, wraps up our watch club for the week. And uh, yeah, well, uh, Pete, take it away. Yeah, and if you have made this far and you want to support us, the best way to do so, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you're watching and or listening to us on next week. Our most popular segment is back. Miles will be hosting it. Anime Jeopardy 8, The Ocho. Uh, we got uh, me going up against uh, two other podcast hosts and Kubar from Senpai Talk Show. So we're going to have a fantastic um jeopardy game otherwise if you are here for watch club in two weeks we will be watching daily life of high school boys so thank you and we will see you next time Peace.